Hey listeners, if you have thought about joining the Nat Theo Club, now is the perfect time. We just released a brand new weekly resource for club members called Nat Theo Field Notes. Every Monday, you will receive a full color issue highlighting a creature or plant and what it teaches us about our Creator God. You'll also gain access to our full episode activity guides that go along with each podcast episode. Learn more and join at erinlinum.com slash natheo. Thanks for supporting the Nat Theo podcast and future episodes. Hello world, wake me up to another good, good morning time to go. Got that smile upon my face cause there's excitement in the chase, this I know. Welcome to the Nat Theo podcast, where we explore nature the Bible, and what both of them show us about our Creator God, who made this wild and wonderful world. I'm your host, Erin Lynham. I'm a certified master naturalist, Bible teacher, and author, and I am so excited to explore God's Word and His created world with you. If you live in a cold climate and you were to walk through the wintry woods, you might notice that there isn't as much activity or noise as there is in the summer. That is because many animals and even plants are sleeping. When you think about the word hibernation, what do you picture in your mind? Maybe you're not familiar with hibernation, and that is okay because we are going to deep dive into hibernation on this episode. But some of you, when you think about hibernation, probably picture a bear cozied up in a winter den taking a long, deep nap through the cold months. And that is understandable because most people think of bears when they think of hibernation. However, bears don't actually hibernate. Does that surprise you? It surprised me when I began learning about hibernation a few years ago. Today, I want to share with you some surprising and very interesting things I learned along the way about how God designed animals to rest. Here's our trail map. We are going to learn what is hibernation. And what is a bear's winter nap called? What are four cool ways that God designed animals to rest? And why is rest important for us? Before we get started, you can download and print a free coloring sheet that goes along with this episode at erinlinum.com slash natthio23 or at the link in today's show notes. And if you want more resources, you can get the full episode activity guide when you join the Nat Theo Club. Now is a great time to join because we will be releasing a fun video nature walk where you get to virtually come along with me into the woods and learn about trees. We'll be releasing that in the next week and you can get that when you join the Nat Theo Club. 
Know that when you join the club, you are supporting our show and future episodes. So what is hibernation? Hibernation is much more than a deep, sleepy nap. When an animal truly hibernates, four big changes happen in its body. Number one is that its metabolism slows down. Huh? What is metabolism? It is a chemical process in a body that changes food into energy. So when an animal hibernates, that process slows way down and its body is not actively processing food into energy. Instead, it is storing it up. Number two is that its heart rate slows way down. Let's take a woodchuck for example. Normally, a woodchuck's heart rate beats around 80 times per minute, which is probably pretty close to your own heart rate. But when a woodchuck hibernates, its heart only beats around four times a minute. Third is that an animal slows down its breathing. Let's look again at the woodchuck because he is a great example. Normally, a woodchuck will take about 16 breaths every minute, but when it is hibernating, it only takes about two breaths a minute. Fourth and finally, an animal's body temperature lowers drastically or by a whole lot during hibernation. Some animals will lower their body temperature to almost freezing. When you think about all those four things happening at once, it's a pretty incredible design that God has made to help these animals. And it's not a simple design. Instead, it's a very complex and detailed one. The fourth point about body temperature lowering is why bears are not considered true hibernators. You see, they only lower their body temperature by around 10 degrees Fahrenheit. So if a bear doesn't hibernate, what is its long winter nap called? When bears cozy up in a den during the cold months, it is called denning. This nap can go by other harder to remember names like ursid hibernation or carnivore lethargy. But I think denning is easier to remember because they are huddling up in a cozy place called a den. Where do bears den? One of their favorite places is in hollowed out trees. But of course, they need to find a pretty wide hollow tree to fit in and sometimes they can't. So other places they will den include under tree stumps or below a mass of roots in a blown over or fallen tree under a brush pile, or in small rock caves, or as we learned in episode 12 with polar bears, they den in a snow fort. It is important that female bears have some extra room in their dens. Do you know why? Because mama bears will actually wake up during their winter nap to give birth and care for their cubs. As any mama with a baby, or definitely several babies, knows, taking care of young ones is not an easy task. This is another reason that bears don't truly hibernate. 
they have some important work to do during those winter months as they raise their young. So some animals hibernate while bears rest in a different way called denning. Are there other ways that God designed animals to rest? I'm glad you asked because yes, there are. We've already talked about two rest strategies, but let's dive into two more called estivation and torpor. Estivation is quite simple. It is like a winter hibernation, but it takes place during the summer months. An animal might enter estivation because of extremely hot or dry conditions. Just like a hibernating animal in the cold, an animal in estivation is just trying to survive extreme conditions. Animals that might enter estivation include snails, crocodiles, hedgehogs, and the desert tortoise. I saved my favorite rest strategy for last. My favorite way that God designed animals to rest is through something called torpor. It is similar to hibernation. Do you remember what four big changes happen in an animal's body when it hibernates? Its metabolism slows or the process that changes food into energy. Its heart rate slows down. Its breathing decreases and its body temperature drops by a whole lot. Similar changes happen in an animal that rests by torpor. However, while hibernation usually takes a long time, torpor only lasts a few hours. It is like a mini hibernation that can happen daily. My favorite example of an animal that rests by torpor is a hummingbird. If you're using the episode activity guide, you can see a picture of a hummingbird while it practices torpor. Have you ever seen a hummingbird flying quickly around flowers or hovering in the air or collecting nectar? They are very busy birds. In order to be that busy, they need a lot of energy and God designed them for the job. You see, a hummingbird beats its wings up to 70 times every second. That's around 4,200 wing beats every minute. A hummingbird's heart beats approximately 1,200 times every minute to fuel that constant activity. Okay, so think about that. Every single minute, a hummingbird's heart beats about 1,200 times and its wings be about 4,200 times. In fact, a hummingbird's heart, it beats about 1,400% faster than a human heart. Okay, I know that was a lot of numbers, but put simply, hummingbirds' hearts beat way faster than ours because they flap their wings super, super fast. They need all that energy. What do you think helps a hummingbird stay that active. It's not an extra set of batteries or even all the sugary nectar that they eat from flowers. Instead, what makes them able to be so active is how God designed them to rest through torpor. Hummingbirds take deep torpor naps to conserve energy, and that's how God created them to live such active lives.
thinking about a hummingbird's torpor, I'm reminded that God created you and me to be very active as well. He has a lot of important work for us to do, but we can only do that well when we live in God's design of rest. Did you know that God created you both to work hard and rest hard? Rest is a very important part of God's design for us. In fact, it was part of his original design for creation even before sin entered the world. We know that because God himself rested after creating all the wonderful and wild things in nature. We read about this in Genesis 2, 1-3. So the sky, the earth, and all that filled them were finished. By the seventh day, God finished the work he had been doing. So he rested from all his work. God blessed the seventh day and made it a holy day because on that day he rested from all the work he had done in creating the world. Do you think God rested because he was tired? I certainly would have been tired. Have you ever worked for an entire week on a big project or spent a lot of time creating? Were you tired afterwards? After I spend a few hours writing one of my books or a morning working on this podcast, I can be pretty tired, but not God. He never gets tired. Listen to Isaiah 40, 28. The Lord is the God who lives forever, who created all the world. He does not become tired or need to rest. So if God doesn't get tired, why did he rest? I believe it was for two very important reasons. First, God wanted to stop and enjoy everything that he had just created. You know, sometimes when I'm done working on or creating something, I rush right into the next project. I forget to stop and enjoy what God just allowed me to create. It's important that we remember to stop and take joy in what God has allowed us to do and create and accomplish. The next time you finish a painting or a popsicle stick construction or a new song or even a homework assignment, remember to pause, stop, and thank God for helping you in your work. And the second reason that God chose to rest, I believe, is that he wanted to give us an example of resting because he knew that we would need to rest. You might not be a very big fan of bedtime or if you're young, nap time, but just like in animals, rest is an important part of God's design for us. God created us with something called a circadian rhythm. A circadian rhythm is like a 24-hour or one-day pattern that happens in our bodies and minds. It is what helps us wake up in the morning and get sleepy in the evening. That funny word circadian comes from two Latin words, circa meaning around and diem meaning day. Circadian means around a day. God built these circadian rhythms into nature. In fact, when plants or animals are placed into a room without sunlight, they can still operate by those God-given rhythms. Although 
they are definitely a lot healthier and happier when they can see the sun. Something my family loves to do in the winter is to live more in tune with God's design of circadian rhythm. We actually call it our family hibernation. In the winter, the sun sets much earlier in the day. And when it does, we turn down or off our artificial electric lights and we light candles. We make it nice and cozy in our home so we can rest better. Did you know that rest is mentioned all over the Bible? We already looked at one example when God chose to rest after creating. And now you can imagine God resting among all the animals and plants that he had just created with circadian rhythms. But God didn't stop there. The pattern continued. In Exodus 16, when the Israelites were wandering in the wilderness and grumbling against God, God was patient and faithful, and he miraculously provided food for them. When he did that, he also set up a weekly pattern of rest called the Sabbath. In fact, Exodus 16.23 is the first time in the Bible that the Sabbath is mentioned. Take a listen. This is what the Lord commanded, because tomorrow is the Sabbath, the Lord's holy day of rest. My family and I have been practicing a weekly Sabbath rest, a day full of good food and reading and playing games and time together and exploring nature. Now we're not perfect in this practice, but our Sabbath has been such a gift and a blessing as we practice living in God's design of rest. So God hinted at rest during creation and in the wilderness, he gave it a name, the Sabbath. But then, this is very important. Jesus brought perfect rest when he came to earth and died and rose again to save us. Listen to Jesus's words in Matthew 11, 28 to 30. Come to me, all of you who are tired and have heavy loads, and I will give you rest. Accept my teachings and learn from me because I am gentle and humble in spirit and you will find rest for your lives. The burden that I ask you to accept is easy and the load I give you to carry is light. Jesus can only offer this perfect rest because he was the perfect sacrifice for our sins. When we choose to accept and follow him, we can know that we will rest with Jesus in eternity and also that we can enjoy his gift of rest here on earth. Here's a challenge for this week. Take a walk at dusk when the sun is going down. Of course, go with a parent or caregiver, and this can be done in your neighborhood or even better in a natural area. Pay attention to the living things around you. Do they seem to quiet? and settle down. Notice how the setting sun acts as a cue that it is time to rest. Listeners, this episode today, this topic is dear to my heart because rest has been so important to my family. And I wanted to let you know that next year in 2025, I will be releasing a new book with Kriegel Publications all about rest and how we see it in both scripture and creation. 
So if you haven't signed up for my email list, please do so and you can be notified when that book releases. You can sign up at erinlinum.com. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd be so grateful if you would subscribe, rate, and review the NatVeo podcast on Apple Podcasts and share this episode with a friend. Still I run toward the wind and let the challenge draw me in because I want more. Oh, we are all.